Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, the former Ute and former Patriot, Christian Cox, with us here on The Big Show. What's happening, Christian? What's going on, Jake? Hey, Gordon. Hey, Christian. How you doing? Would you agree with me? Do you enjoy postseason baseball? I, listen, I grew up, I played third base. I was a blonde-headed kid, and I watched the Atlanta Braves as a child, so Chipper Jones is my hero. I love baseball. So yeah. it's uh, something about the World Series. It's different. I know if you don't like baseball all year, too many games, usually in a normal year, but nothing like, you know, watch World Series baseball. I, I would rather watch the World Series this year than watch the NBA Finals in the bubble this year. That's my opinion. Well, uh, what didn't like the bubble, huh? Why is that? I, I just it just didn't feel the same, you know. I it thought did it was feel fun. Different. Yeah, it was. It, it was kind of like it's kind of like AAU basketball, and it was still good ball, but it just didn't. I I can't even. I usually, I'm a diehard NBA fan. I just didn't tune in. I think that was that's reflected in all the viewership for the NBA this year. So one of the one of the things. Well, I don't think it's uh, specific just to the NBA. I think sports in general has uh, has suffered a bit in that regard because so much is on so many people's minds. But the thing I love about postseason baseball, especially in the World Series, every at bat matters. You know, it, it, it's almost as though every pitch matters. And like you said, in the regular season of baseball. 162 games. It's uh, every. I don't think you have enough energy to have every pitch matter. No, and you know when you talk about quality pitching again, I go back to my childhood. Right, I watched Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin. You know that was my first baseball game. Going to a Mets Braves game in Park as a child. Right, you know you get some of the best baseball, and you know the Dodgers have been right there. I was living in L.A. when they were in the World Series and they lost. Uh, it's a good feeling. Even Californians get behind it when they really don't care for much sports anyway because they have a, a different lifestyle. But uh, the World Series is a blast, and I'll be tuning in and you know, see how the Rays actually do against them. You know, Jake doesn't care because he only cared last year when his Expos were in the World we Series. We did it. Then, we won. Don't it, say just we're in it. We won. We did it. And because okay. they were one of the worst teams in, in baseball this year, suddenly he doesn't care about the World Series anymore. No, my team's out of it. Why would I hey, care? My guys hey, the are done. Expos, the logo was nice. The Expos logo was nice. Awesome. They had Vlad Guerrero, I believe, for a minute. Very good. They had a lot of great players, and then – uh, they could never afford to keep them, so the, those great players went somewhere <laughs> yeah. else and continued being great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Larry Walker, you know, uh, oh, Vlad yeah. Guerrero, yes. Uh, yes. Pedro Martinez. By the way, yes. both Larry Walker and Vlad Guerrero chose other teams' hats for their Hall of Fame busts. Right, which they're they're now dead to me, obviously. Oh yeah, of course. There's it, a lot of not. Montreal fans out there. Andre Dawson hung around for a while, really, didn't he? Uh, Willie Montanez, Raul Montanese. There's only one. Uh, there's only one player that's still around, and I don't know if he actually played this year, but uh, I think he played last year. Who was uh, uh, an actual expo? Can you think is of Rusty, who that is? Is Rusty, is Rusty Staub still playing? There's no way. Is this is this a real fact? This, is, fact a, this is a real thing. And now uh, his name is escaping me, but Austin will know exactly what I'm talking about. The fat old pitcher. Oh, uh, Bartolo Colon. Bartolo oh, Colon. Bartolo. 
He played. Colone. He played for the hey, Expos. Former Indian. He was a gas thrower. Played everywhere in the league. I think every team. Oh, so. he's, he's uh, hit a home run for the Mets last year. He did. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very big man. Um, Christian, I want to ask you about the Patriots and uh, your take on Bill Belichick. Uh, and that team now that uh, Tom Brady is gone, they had a just horrible loss to the Broncos over the weekend. But but what do you think uh, about the task Bill is taking on post Brady? You know, Bill's crazy, man. He's a general. He really he has a militant background. He runs that organization like it is. Um, you know, it's deep ties to the Navy comes from the Bill Parcells Giants tree. You know, I. Early in the season, you thought the Cam Newton, you know, experiment was going extremely well. He obviously got COVID. He always he always finds a good bargain, right? The Cam Newton contract is unreal. Uh, what is it, a one-year, twelve million? If it works out, this could be his quarterback of the future. But the one thing that's that's tough is you is you watch him play, right? I watched the Seahawks Patriots game. Is you're not seeing a lot of you know, they're keen on Cam Newton. He's run the ball a lot, but you're not seeing a lot of completions for heavy yardage, right? But that's also could be a byproduct of you don't really have a solid tight end with Gronk not being there. And Julian Edelman is, is one of your better receivers, but he led the league in drops last year. So, I, you know, I didn't pick them to be over 500. I, I thought early in the season they were better than expected, but – tough task uh it's it's really the the tale of who's better without each other is tom better without bill or is bill better without tom and right now it seems like you know tom brady after that win against Aaron Rodgers, seems to be panning out for him quite well i wonder if it bothers bill that uh, tom's team is leading its division i don't know i i don't he's kind of the smug type that i don't think it bugs him yet but maybe over time, I, I don't know. He's he's pretty cold, uh, right, when he makes his business decisions. And um, I don't know. It, it, you, would, you would think he wouldn't, but give it some more time, I guess. Is he funny? Gordon said he heard that he's funny, and I can't see oh, that. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. Like, this is, this is you know, my, my time was there was just a season, right, right, 2011, but – uh, he, he is so dry to the media, and that's kind of how he is a little bit. But he has a little more energy. But he's just—he's kind of a stand-up comedian with his dryness, and he's just—I he, will say he's the ultimate um, presenter, right? He commands a room, and and when he when he draws up plays or he's highlighting certain plays that took place in practice or the game that he doesn't like or does like and wants something to change. It was something like I've never seen, and it's one of those leadership, you know, traits you want to take into business or into life that you want to highlight something you do extremely well and have it replicated across different departments or, or, or you know, team members. Uh, he, did, he did that extremely well, but very funny. Um, I will say my my experience with him when I when he told me I was being cut or released, basically, he said it like this. He said. All right, Christian. Well, we're we're really sorry about your neck injury. It was the cheapest mother bleeping bleep injury I've ever seen, and uh, we wish you the best. We're probably going to draft a linebacker, and uh, we want you to get healthy, and we'll see where we'll go after after the season. So we appreciate it. And uh, you know, sh- short time there is just a, a single year, and then a uh, drafting Dante Hightower, and I was just an undrafted guy trying to make the team. 
That so great Christian, impression. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, if you were a member of Utah's football team right now, what would be the emotions you would be feeling at this point? And how weird is it for it to be October 21st and not to have played a game yet and you won't play till the 7th of November? Yeah, so hard. I thought about that, ironically, Gordon, like an hour ago. Uh, you know, what a hard thing, especially to be a senior, right? And and uh, I think about my own situation, right? Going into my senior year in 2010, um, I I still was I, – I wasn't first-team all-conference. I had I wasn't even on the radar to get a shot to play in the league. And you need those games. The games are what – like, the games are what separate you to let you catapult up to the next level. Right, think of Ziggy Ansah didn't get a shot his senior year to play. Right, he's not a he's not a top five draft pick. So you know these guys very hard. And I, whether this is too harsh, harsh of an opinion, I think the Pac-12 could have played a little sooner than until November. They could have played possibly this weekend or Halloween weekend. And you know I, I'm glad to see that there will be some games. Um, it is going to be something I'm going to tune into. I'll, I'll watch the games. Um, but so hard for those guys, and I'm credit to them for doing school and doing camp-ish and getting ready to play. And I bet at this rate they're just so excited to play against someone else and at least to play on the field that they they don't really care. We're probably making a bigger deal of it for, uh, because it is a big deal. But for them, they're just excited to play. And would you come back? I'm excited back, to see some college football. If, if if you were a senior this year, would you come back? Since you, you you all of them have been granted an extra year. It just depends on my age, right? And my, my situation was different. I you know I'd served a mission, and and really the reason my my time in the league was, you know, I bulged the disc, and my time was basically removed. I, I was already 26, you know, by the time I was in the league. But I'm a younger kid. Uh, who got through school, and I have legit fourth round potential and above, I would go. And, you know, whether that's right or wrong, that's just kind of how I feel. But if I needed to come back and get better and I'd already finished school and I could get a little ahead on my master's degree and I'm young enough, why not, right? Uh, it really just depends on where you sit in the ranks of getting up to the league. And there's some guys they'll never get a shot to play in the league. So yeah, come back and play and enjoy college football, right? Like people look at Brian Johnson as this, you know, like he, he was, you know, our little Tim Tebow. He was one of the greatest college quarterbacks and, and led one of the greatest, you know, runs in 2008. But people forget like Brian couldn't throw a deep ball over 40 yards downfield. Right. Um, you know, and he's a guy that was just a great college quarterback. Didn't even get a sniff in the league. Didn't even get a shot. Right. Cause his shoulder was so bad, but so cerebral, so bright. If there's college kids like that, that are so good and they're, they're perfect college quarterbacks or players. Yeah. I'd come back. It, it it's all individually based. And for me, I, I would have been too old and the shot shot of playing in the NFL was just a dream. Right, it wasn't a reality. Right, so you want to play as much as you could. Christian Cox is with us, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The zone. Uh, I want to ask you about Utah's defense. It's it's going to be young this year, Christian, as you know. But over the years with Coach Witt, you know he's had uh, veteran defenses, maybe that were a little better uh, than the younger ones. But the defense has been consistently good for really his entire time there as a, an assistant and uh, and head coach. Why is 
Why is he so good at getting good defenses from young players? Well, you know, it, it goes back to the scheme, right? This this scheme is ancient, right? This this four three defense that goes back to the NFL days with his father, right? It's a prime defense, uh, and he has an amazing coaching staff, right? Sharif with corners, Morgan is a D coordinator with safeties, um, you know. You have just a quality coaching core that keep pumping out guys. And look at this D line; it starts up front. You got a good returning guy in Mika Tafua. You got a good linebacker coming back in Lloyd. You got to replace, you know, Jalen Johnson, and you got to replace Julian Blackman. Who both of those guys look what they're doing in the league in their first year. It's the coaching, and it's a factory, and. They're, they're willing to move guys out of their normal position and put them into the places that will help them succeed in the next level, but also help the team at the same time, right? There's a couple instances I can think of. Chase Hansen had played safety, moved down the linebacker. Sean Smith in, in 07 was playing receiver, moved him to play corner, played in the league at corner for many years. Julian Blackman had played uh, corner, move him to safety, show versatility. Look what he's doing with the Colts, right? That's what GMs and guys in the league love, right, is versatility. How can you make an impact on my team? How can you play multiple positions? And, and Kyle and Morgan and Shreve and everyone on that staff, they're not afraid to move people around. Heck, I played linebacker my entire high school career. I played linebacker before I went to Utah. I played six different positions before settling in at DN. I never played DN in my life, but I, you know, I led the team in sacks, and I think I'm ranked in top ten in, all, in sacks all-time leader. But I never played DN, and that's just what Utah does. They take athletes, find the best fit of where they can progress, and uh, you go with it. And Kyle is king at that, uh, but it starts with coaching staff finding right fit and mold for guys and and coaching them. They coach so well on defense and on offense that. They get up to the next level. These teams love them because they're already used to grind the process and the, the what's what's expected from them at Utah. Whittingham says they haven't uh, come to a conclusion on the starting quarterback yet, but uh, Jake and I were talking about that Jake Bentley was named a, a, a team captain, and Witt said that doesn't mean anything as it pertains to who will start. And evidence of that has come in the past with Troy Williams. But do you believe him? And what does it mean if uh, if teammates elect someone as a team captain, but he's not yet been named a starter? Yeah, you know, I guess that's a that's a huge credit to who he is. Quickly, right? I guess he's a transfer from South Carolina, and you know that how his teammates view it, his work ethic, right? What we don't see is we don't see those lame like brutal weightlifting sessions, team conditioning, spring, fall conditioning, summer, whatever it was this year, right, that you see how hard guys work, right? Like Travis Wilson may have been limited in his QBing ability, but as an athlete and and as a worker, people respected him, right? You want to go back to a weird name like John Hayes, remember like how gritty and tough that kid was? He had the respect of his teammates, may have not had the most skill that would – lay it out on the line and for Bentley to be voted as team captain that for me that's you got 125 guys they throw you write a name down and you're voted in as one of four that's a big deal um I you know 
Kyle's doing what he's doing. He's trying to make sure Cam Rising has uh, light for himself to see if he can prove it in these scrimmages. These scrimmages we don't really have access to. But I don't see them bringing a senior transfer all the way over if that's not really who they're leaning on. I know Cam Rising was sitting in the booth all last year with Andy. Andy likes him. So really it's just, you know, who do they trust more? who's more experienced, and what we've seen in the past is usually these fifth-year senior transfers, they usually have an edge, but I guess we'll find out on game one. Christian, we appreciate uh, you dropping by the show, man, and uh, I know we're going to be doing this regularly regularly throughout the season, so we're really excited about that. Well, thanks for having me back, guys. It's always good to talk to you. Hey, Christian, let me throw in one last question, may I? Yeah. What do you think of what's going on with BYU right now? Yeah, I listen. I people forget, right? Like Kalani Sataki was my D coordinator. I love Kalani. I love A Rod. I love those guys down there. Um, I think the success that they're having, it's tough to measure, right? Because it's like, is it the opponents? Are they humming? Uh, but what you can't deny is completion percentages and yardage gained um, from the quarterback position. I think Zach Wilson's having a heck of a year. Uh, you'd love to see him play against tougher talent, but you can't control that right now. Uh, we'll see how he plays against Boise. We'll see how he plays against San Diego State. Uh, I Listen, it would be awesome if they go 10-0. and 0. Um, I want Kalani to succeed. I want them to be successful. But on the other side, you know, my senior year, not to live in the past like Uncle Rico, but we were 8-0, and we hadn't really played anyone. I and mean, we got whacked in the face by TCU, who was Andy Dalton, and they were a good team. They ended up winning the Rose Bowl, right? So it's like you don't know how good you are until you play quality, talented teams. And that's just – that's nothing that they could control. they got to play who's in front of them. So I don't know, is BYU this good? Or is the Houston win on the road against a team that only won one game? Is that a big win? Uh, the one game I'm really excited to watch is this Boise-BYU game to see how Zach Wilson shows up. And if he can show up in these big-time games, uh, his stock will keep going up as a, as a young junior. If I remember correctly, that uh, that loss to TCU, uh, Christian, uh, wasn't that the, the North End Zone girl game? I, I heard about it. I don't. <laughs> I didn't see it, but yeah, what, I believe nice, so. Nice pull there, Jake. Remember I, that? <laughs> Remember that controversy? I, I, was, I was I was too busy playing a game. I didn't even know <laughs> until after. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, thank you, Christian. You're the best man. You're welcome. See you, Jake. Bye, Gordon. See you, buddy. See you later. Couldn't someone have just handed her a coat? Yeah, that was not handled. handled a blanket, well. maybe. <laughs> that was that was not that was not good. But, uh, yeah, I suppose. So. What happens when drunken fans get bored at a blowout football game? Maybe the same thing that happens when uh, certain journalists find themselves in a Zoom Okay, meeting. Gordon. <laughs> Let's behave ourselves, please. Okay. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.